This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello and welcome everybody. This is another edition of the Student Leadership News Podcast where we talk about all things that are happening in the news in the world of uh, schools and in particular student leaders. My name is Andy. Joining me as always is Caleb. Caleb, how are you going? Very well, thank you, Andy. Excited to be reviewing what's new, what's hot, what's exciting in the last two weeks since we last chatted. Uh, how did you and Ronan go last week on the fundraising podcast? Have some yeah, fun? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So we should point out that uh, we do have an alt- alternate uh, series going on. Uh, one week we, we bring out the ideas about fundraising and different uh, categories that you can fill in. But today we get to talk about the news, Caleb. Everything that uh, that is going on uh, in the lives of student leaders, which I'm pretty excited about. Yep. Hopefully you are as well. Now, to kick things off, we normally start with a little game, don't we? Yeah, we've uh, had some fun the last few weeks playing a bit of Leadership Scrabble. It's been a bit heated, but I've decided to, uh, if it's okay with you, I'm bringing back a game that Cam and I had a lot of fun with um, a couple of months ago now. Yep. And I thought, actually, I don't remember getting to play this game with Andy. I'm going to bring this back because I think this is something you'll enjoy. Uh, so we're going to so play a game. If you've been listening for a while, you'll know what this is all about. We call it Guess the Leader, Andy. Okay, okay. Now, uh, I was prepared for, uh, for, for Leadership Scrabble. You've thrown me a curveball here. I uh, studied up on my, uh, on my uh, leadership values, but uh, good, good. I'm up, I'm up, I'm up for the challenge. Um, guess, guess the leader. It's kind of like uh, um, who am I, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's who am I, but of course, being a leadership, student leadership podcast, we're going to be talking about, the, I guess you get a hint straight off the back in some ways. It's going to be a leader of some description. Okay. Uh, I, I've thought, I'll, I, you know, this is almost a hint as well. I've thought about the fact that it's you playing and I've been quite nice, I think. Okay, I appreciate um, that. I appreciate that. So something that perhaps the, uh, I'm interested in, hopefully, is what I'm getting at there. Um, you're, you did say, you're picking up what I'm putting down. That's good. Yeah. You, d- you did say like um, it, it, the hint was it's going to be a leader. Like that doesn't really narrow it down. Like most people uh, <laughs> would have led at some time uh, or another, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm up, I'm up for the challenge. You're right. You're right. I could have picked absolutely anybody then. Could have put, uh, picked like Patrick the star off SpongeBob SquarePants and justified that <laughs> in some way. But no, maybe the, maybe the hint that it's something that you might be interested in is more, more helpful for you. But okay, uh, so get, you, you can get the music going. Uh, get, get a are little rule, what are the rules? Us. What are the rules? I've just got to get it? Yeah, okay, sorry. I'll explain a little bit more for you. I'm going to progressively give you hints, okay? Yeah. Uh, and they're going to start pretty vague, get a little bit closer, I suppose, to the really um, memorable characteristics of this leader as we go. The competition for the players at home who may not have played guest leader with us before. Your whole goal is to try and beat Andy. So as soon <laughs> as you think you know who it is, lock your answer in. Uh, Andy, I'm going to give you one guess, my friend. You oh. get one guess. So time it well. Uh, so, so don't jump in early with, with too much enthusiasm. Wait until you're pretty confident. I assume honesty is, is at play as well, particularly for those who are playing at home. Um, no, <laughs> no, no Googling, no, no, uh, no searching. Yeah, no, no Googling. Uh, just, just using the, 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 the annals of your mind, what, what you can remember. Okay. Uh, so let's see how we go. Like Andy said, honesty system at home. See if you can beat Andy into it. First hint for you, Andy, is... The great-great-grandfather of this leader immigrated to New Zealand from Scotland in 1893. 
and settled in South Canterbury. How are you going so far? Pretty good, actually. I I want to have a guess because I want to... <laughs> I want to win. I think you may have, like, given me a clue. Here's where I'm thinking. Um, am I allowed to say where I'm thinking? <laughs> well, you're allowed to say... You can give me an update, but I'm, I'm just going to be amazed if you've already got it because this is quite broad so far. <laughs> You have New Zealand, uh, South In Canterbury. 1893, mind you. <laughs> In 1893? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's when this, uh, this person's great-great-grandfather ended up in, in, in New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, the hint, the hint that you gave me in terms of something that I, perhaps I'm interested in, I am interested in rugby, so I'm, so I'm thinking down the rugby lines. Um, okay. And I'll stop there. Do you, think you, do you think you would have any other guesses based on the fact that they're a Kiwi outside of rugby? Uh, no, I, not at the moment. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, this person then grew up with, uh, sorry, grew up on a farm alongside sister Joanna and was very interested in flying gliders with this person's grandfather. So this person was interested in flying gliders with their grandfather. Okay, uh, this, the person that I was thinking about uh, still fits, still fits, because I know okay. the person, uh, I know the person that I was originally thinking about uh, <laughs> fly, flies helicopters. <gasps> okay, uh, do you want one more? I'll give you one more kind of vagueish hint, and then see see if you want to have a guess. Okay. In the last year at this person's school, they were the runner-up ducks at the school. Doesn't help me. Does that does that that doesn't help you? Okay. Do, so do you want to tell me? Are you gonna have a guess now, or do you want a little bit more information? Well, I'm only allowed one guess, so I I'm gonna hold on to it. But my mind is is all like switched to this one person. But keep going, keep going. Okay. This person, at 20 years old, had only played 17 matches of first class rugby. Well done. And was picked for the national team after playing only 17 matches. Okay, I want to lock so we've in got, we've got. Okay, we've gotten to rugby. So you were pretty confident. You were on the right track. That's your first rugby hint. Is this going to be your guess? Yeah, I'm going to go with Richie McCaw. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> well done. Famous rugby union player for those of you out there. Famous captain for the All Blacks team who were, at, at, during the time of McCaw, you can, you can tell us, Andy, absolutely dominant. Yeah, the, he, he was uh, obviously um, the GOAT, um, uh, one of the greatest rugby players, uh, obviously, of all time. Um, and yep. uh, great leader as well, and the All Blacks were, were extremely dominant. Um, yeah, the thing that, that gave it away, New Zealand, obviously the hint, if you hadn't given me the hint about something that I was interested in, um, I, I may not have got it, but uh, you gave me that hint, and then uh, down to Canterbury, he played for the Crusaders as well, so I was like, oh, okay, and then you went oh. the glider, and yeah. So, oh, there you go. Well, maybe they beat me at home. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm going to take it. Yeah, right in, right in. Yeah, yeah. Well done to you. I'm impressed. Uh, Can I ask, how early on were you locked in on Richie McCaw? Well, that's who I thought of after your first clue. 
Really? Okay, there you go. Because I, cause I was trying to understand. You you were thinking rugby early, but you actually had Richie McCaw in your mind after the first clue. That's very impressive. Yeah, may, yeah, because you said this person is a leader and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, I mean, it could have been anyone, but that's where I went. Um, <laughs> but I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the confidence to lock it in straight away. So I had to wait for a couple and then I'm like, yeah, I'm on. Um, so yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it could have been anything. You didn't give much away when I said I'm thinking rugby. So I was like, oh, he could have thrown me a curveball here, and could be something else. So <laughs> good stuff. Well, well done to you. And if you were playing at home and you did beat Andy, well done to you as well. Maybe jumped in a bit earlier with some confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I like that game. I look forward to uh, to bring the leader next time and putting you to the test. See how you go. See if you can uh, actually get me. But we uh, we should move on and we should talk about. Um, our top three, which is where we um, get the top three news articles for the week. And we'll have a little chat about those. Three, two, one. Top three. Okay, here we go. Jumping over to Western Australia to get things started with this week's top three. And you kick us off number one. Yeah, I was having a look at uh, some of the, uh, all the articles we're going to talk about. I think we're going to hang out in Western Australia for a little bit. Uh, we've, got, we've got a number <laughs> of opportunities. Uh, students doing great things over there. Um, this one is from Albany, which is uh, southeast of uh, WA, down the south, uh, southwest coast. Um, <laughs> I was trying to I'm work a, that out, southeast. <laughs> yeah, I'm over, I'm over on the east, so I get my uh, edge of the borders confused. Um but there was uh, this, this group of students um, from Albany Secondary Education Support Centre who came up with this fantastic idea of they wanted to uh, raise money for their school and they wanted to start a, a little business where they could um, grab some skills, uh, business skills, and that they could, as I said, raise some money. And so what they did, they heard that the state government, the WA state government, was... Um, coming in with this containers for change program, which allowed um, uh, for, for every recyclable container, um, you could get 10 cents. Um, and, you know, so you collect all the containers, go to the um, recycling center and you get 10 cents per um, bottle or um, can or whatever it is. And yeah, so no, these, Not these bad economy there, is it? 10 cents for 10 cents for a bottle? Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Um, and, you know, you're, you're encouraging recycling as well. So these students uh, didn't just decide, okay, let's, uh, let's just get people to bring stuff into school. They, decide, they started early and they started organising this idea of, okay, let's get the community involved. Let's go around and say, hey, we want to collect all your recyclables. We want to take, a bit, take it uh, to the recycling centre. We'll get a whole heap of them and then we're going to raise money for our school. And... Uh, to start with, it was lots of planning, lots of um, design about how things are going to work, lots of marketing to local businesses, to um, people in the community. Hey, when you finish your, your can of Coke, your bottle of Pepsi, come down, donate it into uh, this big container that they actually had purpose built. Um, they got the, which is, I think, uh, quite amazing. They had a local business and businessman helping them out, but uh, they got the local prison to um, build this metal container which people can come to the school and actually drop off all their bottles and then the students oh, sort it, put it into the right bags and all that sort of thing and then they go down and uh, to the recycling centre. So um, before they even got any uh, money for their bottles, they had collected all these um, plastic containers and, or aluminium con containers and they had already done the sorting and... 
Um, then they were organising to go into uh, certain areas and say, hey, we're going to be coming here on Tuesdays. We want to pick up all your, uh, so essentially collection points. We want to pick them up. We want yeah. to take them back to the school so we can sort them um, and continue to, to raise money. And what is great is that they've set it up to um, be sustainable for the next year's students as well. So they get all this uh, experience of how to actually, they set it up like a business. Um, so it makes money and they've got to figure out, okay, how do we, what are the procedures for handling money? How do we go to bank that? Uh, what are the, the marketing things that we have to do to um, businesses and the community to ensure that they're putting their, their um, containers into, into our bin? Um, and supporting that as well. And uh, I think it's just fantastic. And on a personal note, I actually know some of these students um, with one of the leadership events that we run. These students came along yeah. and uh, I had the opportunity to meet some of them. And so it's just fantastic seeing them uh, put this stuff in, into, into practice. Yeah, fantastic stuff there. Great idea. And you know, if you want your business to be profitable, you look for an idea that requires little to no input to begin. These guys, very clever. Uh, no financial investment needed to get that started. Just yeah, a little absolutely. bit of time, a little bit of creativity, a little bit of innovation, and away they go, raising money for their school and things that they want to see happen around the place. Great work to those students. That's it. All right, I got number two. Uh, we're going to West Greenwood Primary School here. You know the classic school mural, Andy? Are you, have you, did you have one at your school? Do you remember having a mural on, the, on a wall in your school somewhere? We didn't, but I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of them. Um, some are just like mottos and, uh, and encouraging um, sentences, statements for, yep. for students. Yep. Yep. We saw one a few weeks ago. It was pretty clever where you actually got to like get involved in the mural. So you, the, the, like the motto, I suppose, was be the eye in kind. And they, they had the word kind painted on the wall in this really clever way. But the letter I was missing, but it was designed so that you stood where the I in the word kind was. Ah. And you could take a photo being the eye in kind. Anyway, it's very good there. But I'm not did talking about that did one. You have to be um, a, uh, did it have to be a capital letter or how do you do the separation between how you do the dot? You take your head off or... Yeah, points for creativity there for any students who have figured out a way to be the uh, the, the lowercase i. I think it was uppercase, but in, in you know you would have to be kind of doing the splits and spreading your arms out wide, I suppose, to be the capital. It's really not an easy letter to pull off in a lot of ways if you're going to do it properly, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. But that's not what we're talking about, is it? <laughs> no, nah, we got a different mural this week. You've really got me thinking there, though. But uh, yeah, so West Greenwood Primary School, uh, year six, graduating class, you know, year sixes around the country starting to think about what can we do to say thank you to our primary school before we go off to middle or high school next year. Yep. Uh, these guys wanted to do a mural. Uh, great thinking, but it's the creative idea behind this mural that I love. This is a fantastic idea. So these students have spent some time all researching their traditional heritage. Okay. Specifically... They have found what the word is for greeting in the language of their traditional heritage. So there's this school color themed mural on the wall and it says welcome in giant capital letters. And then there's some caricatures of different students along the bottom, some great cartoon work there, but all spread throughout the different cartoons and around the big welcome word are all of these different languages and they all are welcoming essentially, but in their own unique language. So you've got Kiora from New Zealand. I recognize that one. Have you got the photo there in front of you, Andy? Do you recognize any of those ones? I do. I do. Um, I don't, um, I'm not uh, bilingual, so I don't uh, recognize, but uh, um, obviously <laughs> there's there's a, that, a number of different uh, um, uh, you know, 
welcome languages there. I encourage you guys to go on to studentleadership.news and, and have a look because the, the, the picture is actually quite impressive, isn't it? Yeah, really impressive. Great execution as far as the artwork's concerned. But I really love the creativity from these students making it uh, a little bit more meaningful than just a nice wall to look at, actually acknowledging the amazing um, cultural diversity that's present in their school. Great thinking Absolutely. for the I students. I love the uh, the redhead in the middle, Caleb. We like to, to point out uh, redheads, don't we? Because you represent uh, the redheads. <laughs> Um, I, I'm curi- glad curious. the uh, redhead got front and center there. <laughs> yeah, what what do you reckon uh, his uh, native uh, is Scottish, maybe or something like that? I don't know. Where where? Yeah. Uh, oh, I can see. I just recognised another Bula from Fiji. Bula. That, I, Bula. I don't think the redhead would that would be his traditional greeting, perhaps not. Bon Vinetu? Yeah. yeah what did we say that one again? Bon Vinetu. Well done. So lots there. Um, if you want to get on and have a look, uh, feel free to do that. Something exciting, something great that uh, those year six students have left behind um, for the the as they head off to, to high school. Let's move on to number three. Um, this one is very, very impressive. Uh, again, we're in WA, um, Manau Senior College, and they decided that they want to take part in the United Nations uh, Association of Australia, their Global Goals Challenge. And essentially okay. what, what they did was um, the United Nations Association of Australia put to um, people who wanted to participate, they asked them to find a viable solution to real-world problems. Okay, okay. so... That's, that's no small feat, right? Because you, you, you're working on something that actually affects people's lives there, not just some creative problem uh, that you can come up with in your imagination. Yeah, that's right. And not something that you just come up with. So what is the problem? You've got to find the problem and you've got to try and solve it. Um, and these students uh, took a, a two-pronged approach. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one problem wasn't enough. We're going to find two problems. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to, well, they're going to have one solution that solves two problems. And, okay. Okay. And uh, the two problems were, the first one is um, the... Uh, excess of uh, plastic pollution that is um, just amongst the world uh, these days. Mm. Yeah, so that well-known was, that well was, issue there. That was the first one. So lots and lots of plastic. Um, we need to do something about it. The second problem was in their local um, community, south, uh, the southwest beaches of Western Australia, heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of seaweed. So they've got an excess amount of seaweed that people don't want to swim in. You know, they go down, there's lots of seaweed there and everyone's like, ew, I don't want to get in that. (laughs) And so they thought, this is a problem. We want to do something about the excess amount of seaweed. What can we do? So they created a recipe which transforms the seaweed into a flexible, thin, durable, biodegradable plastic. What? What? So you take the take the seaweed, get that out, collect the itchy, all that. Itchy, smelly, stinky seaweed that feels like it's biting you if you touch it. Yep. They you take that, it. you put it into <laughs> a a recipe formula, and then you can mold it into this thin biodegradable plastic that you can now that stinky, itchy, uh, dirty seaweed that you didn't want to swim in, all of a sudden you're drinking your clear crystal water out of. 
Ah, uh, what? Okay, creative points to. Did you say Manau Senior College? That is, that is a fantastic. Uh, I, I I would expect to see that roll out over here on the east coast where I am as well. Uh, there's a beach nearby. Shout out to anyone from McMaster's who might be listening. Every time I go to that <laughs> beach, I'm like, this place is great. And then I get close to the water. I'm like, oh, it looks like there's a thousand jellyfish. But it's actually just seaweed just kind of menacingly sitting there between you and the nice water. What I'm going to suggest stuff? this. That That's a yeah. brilliant idea. Turn it all into water bottles and other helpful things. Great thinking from those students. The worst thing about uh, so, uh, th- the, the seaweed <laughs> is when you go down and you're kind of like, yeah, I so want to jump in. And you kind of like the waves are breaking and all the seaweeds in amongst it. <laughs> and so it's not it's not, not whitewashed. It's like seaweed washed, this red seaweed, dirty water. And you're kind of like, yeah, nah, I'll just go to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't blame you for that decision there at all. Great thinking from them. And well done to all the other WA schools representing West Coast this week on the podcast. Great thinking from all of you guys with those ideas. But hey, it's time for the next segment on the podcast. We're going to get into our best leadership tip. The OT, best leadership tip. Best leadership tip, Caleb. This is where we, uh, for the week, give our best leadership tip. Each uh, episode, we come up with something different, something new. Um, something that uh, the listeners can take with them and hopefully put into practice. You've got our BLT for today. What is it? Yep, BLT for this week, inspired as always by an incredible student leader story that's come across our desk. But the the best leadership tip, the BLT this week is make it personal. Make it personal, Andy. That's our tip. And uh, let me tell you about Lucas from St. Agnes's Primary School in Port Macquarie. So young Lucas. Um, oh, so we've moved on for we've moved on from the uh, Western Australia. <laughs> we're we're over in New South yeah. Wales now. Yeah, we've jumped across there. We we figured we better not have the WA. There's actually someone on the student leadership news team from WA, and if we'd gone all WA this week, he may not have ever let us lived it down. He would have taken that and said WA is the best. So had to include one idea in there from uh, from somewhere else. Port Macquarie, uh, mid, mid Port Macquarie, mid uh, yeah. north coast of uh, New South Wales. Yeah, that's right. So shout out to shout out to you guys from Port Mac. Um, you like it there, right? You actually go there on holiday. I do, I do. Uh, I've been going there for a number of years, family holiday down at uh, Port Mac. So, yeah, shout out. Yeah, lovely part of the world. But uh, Lucas from St. Agnes's Primary School in Port Mac. Uh, so, did you know October is actually Dyslexia Awareness Month? So I, did, you know, I didn't my, know. Yeah, I wasn't something aware, I wasn't no. aware of before this story either. But Lucas wanted to make sure that people were aware of this. Okay, so Lucas actually created a presentation about his own experience dealing with dyslexia. And what he's done is he's presented it to his peers, to who were the student leaders at his school, as well as some of the staff. And they were so inspired by the personal journey, the personal story that Lucas shared, that they jumped on board and they've created a special Red Day celebration to raise awareness for um, dyslexia and for the journey that people who have it go on throughout their lives as they as particularly through school it affects their ability um, to learn at school so something that their peers being aware of is highly beneficial for uh, so this so Lucas I love that he wasn't he wasn't even a student leader right so Lucas has gone now this is something I care about it's personal for me so I'm going to take I'm going to take this and I'm going to do something about it approach the student leadership team shared it with the peers shared it with the teachers and all of a sudden they've had this amazing red dress day which never would have been in the school calendar before except for the fact that Lucas made it personal. Yeah, absolutely. And and he was the one who went to uh, his student leadership team and the fact that 
the student leadership team can say, hey, we've got someone who's affected by this. We really want to get behind it. We really want to do something about it. Um, and if you're trying to support a cause or, or putting something on at your school, think about the personal connection, as you said, make it personal, that people have experienced uh, throughout your school because they know those students. I know um, uh, in particular a, a school who, and, the, and there's lots of other ones, but uh, a school who had a, a student who um, passed away from cancer. And so they ran a um, uh, for the Leukemia Foundation, uh, Shave for a Cure, um, and yeah. they got lots and lots of people participating, lots and lots of people um, actually shaving their head, girls getting in and shaving their head as well, wow. um, and and people donating, mainly because of the fact that they knew someone who went through it. And so if you want to uh, think about how you can really um, support a cause or get people to buy into something, figure out how you can make it personal. I love the the BLT. Yeah, great stuff. Another great example of that there. But shout out to Lucas from Port Mac for getting that done. Thanks for the inspiration on the BLT this week, my friend. Uh, but Andy, that brings us to the conclusion of another news edition of the Student Leadership News Podcast. It's been a good time. Thanks for joining me again. No worries. Thanks for, for being part of it. As always, um, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a, a news story or um, something that's happening at your school, write in, let us know. Um, rate and review the podcast and don't forget to check out the website studentleadership.news for all the the new stories and particularly for the photos of which the uh, news that we've talked about today yeah great stuff there thanks for listening to the student leadership news podcast interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news Stopping record.